compass. Uh, today's a special Father's Day special. This one's I've been working on for a little while. It's dedicated to my dad. Um, hope you enjoy. It's a bit of an insight into uh, my relationship with my dad and insights and I hope you get something out of it. Um, yeah. As we grow up, one thing unites us all. We have heroes. We have different ones for different reasons, but we all have them. Heroes and idols, those we look up to and strive to emulate or impress. Our own personality is a factor in who we gravitate towards, just as the person who we latch onto will impact our choices and the further development of that personality. There's genuinely no shortage of influential lives to choose from, both real and fictional. They can be from the past, from a book, or from a movie. It just requires Ultimately, that there is something about them that resonates with you and that you admire. For me, it was always my dad. This was even reflected in my choice of confirmation name. I was brought up as a Catholic. My choice was Joseph. This usually requires some explanation as the most famous Saint Joseph also wore a Technicolor dream coat. But in my eyes, who could possibly be more deserving, more special, more admirable than Jesus' dad? To me, the ultimate figure was a father, and more so, my father. I had always wanted to emulate the strength that I saw in my dad, and when I couldn't, I'd focus on those that he admired. As a child, I saw my dad as an incredibly strong, both physically and more importantly in sheer will. I experienced him fighting wrongs that most would not bother with or just give up on when presented with those obstacles. One clear example to me was the never-ending battle he had with the health department. You see, I was diagnosed at a very young age with ADHD. It was called something else back then. And it was a rare diagnosis in those days. The tests were extensive and they required a specialist to even approach the idea of getting diagnosed. Of course, the health department was never helpful in this scenario. At times, they were downright obstructive. All in all, though, it was nothing that couldn't be handled, with a push, until this event. One of the primary treatments for ADHD is Ritalin a highly restricted drug due to its potential addictiveness. There are others. None of these were effective on me. The health department decided to ban Ritalin completely. This, of course, was unacceptable as it would leave a completely uncontrollable child. My dad went to work calling and visiting and bashing his head against every brick wall that he could. He jumped through the hoops that they put in his way designed to make him give up. He got in contact with people that had fought similar battles, mostly without success. He took every piece of knowledge that he could obtain and used it to get closer to those who made the decisions. It took weeks, not sure how many, but my specialist ended up calling my dad and asked him what on earth he did. My dad had somehow managed to get the ban reversed and eased some of the restrictions, making it harder for everyday people to get help for their kids. There was a sense of indomitable will that my dad portrayed, a feeling that he was unstoppable. I always knew that he would fight injustice and win whatever the obstacles he faced. At least that's how I saw him.
On the flip side, he was very strict and hard in his discipline. In many ways, I was scared of him too. As a grown man now, I can see the difficulties that he faced. Raising not one, but two boys with severe ADHD. I can, in hindsight, see that the strict discipline was an unfortunate necessity that actually brought him a lot of pain. Now, I'm not saying that I believe there wasn't a better way to raise us. Just that he couldn't see one. And did the very best he could with the tools that he had. And to be fair, looking back, I'm not sure that there was much better that could be done in reality. I was not an easy child to control, and nor was my brother. My whole life, I shifted between wanting to be just like my dad and wanting to be nothing like him. I am a man of opposites. As a child for me, there was no higher benchmark than to be like my dad. He was an indomitable person with a will of iron and a wicked sense of humour. In my eyes, there was no being as powerful as this man. Like many of us, as I grew older, my view of my father altered. I still idolised him, but the frustration that came from the friction created by a man of strict discipline clashing with a child who's just as powerful but in an uncontrollable force of nature kind of way created the divide. In my wild and chaotic yet analytical manner, I decided that I would be better, that I knew better. I could see where Dad's mistakes were. Why couldn't he? I myself was conflicted. I knew there were better ways, but this man was so infallible in my eyes. I loved him dearly, but I also feared him. As I grew through my teenage years, this conflicted view, coupled with all the other issues that I struggled with as a teenager, created a severe strain on the relationship that I had with my dad. I spent more time arguing with him, trying to assert my independence. I needed to gain his approval and respect. At the same time, I needed to prove that he was wrong. I was right. My rebellion went through many phases and styles. Then one of the most horrible things happened. I was late in high school. My dad had a stroke. It was a decade later before I realised the full impact that this had had on me. At 17, my father, the unstoppable powerhouse, was human. He could die. My world came crashing down around my ears and my rebellion became desperate, sometimes even avoidant. I left home within a couple of years of this event and drifted. My relationship with my father in tatters. The arguments had become too regular and too emotional. Even distance didn't help. Many years later, I moved back home. My relationship by this stage was civil. We could conduct life amicably together with the knowledge that there was a deep love between us. Just, we couldn't communicate. The arguments continued. Oddly enough, it was a statement made to me by an estranged friend that began the change. This friend had not long ago lost his dad, and he said to me, let it go, it's not worth it. He convinced me that no amount of arguing and proving myself will ever make me happy if he dies tomorrow. Just let him be him, and you be you. Let it go. That was a turning point for me. 
It wasn't a magical overnight fix, but those arguments gradually became discussions. We spent more time discussing our differing views and getting to know the reasons behind them. We spent less time arguing about them and trying to prove the right and the wrong of it. Interestingly enough, it was when I stopped fighting that the change began. I got closer to my dad over the passing years and began to feel some peace. Things weren't perfect, of course, we're both human. And I still had a lot of emotional issues that I knew were related to my dad. Not his fault, but something I needed, something was missing. A key component came a few years later when he said the words, I'm proud of you. You never really know how much those words mean until you hear them. I remember the moment as clear as day. He'd been visiting while we were studying, while I was studying acting. We were standing together at the train station and he was about to leave, saying goodbye. He told me that despite the fact that he personally believed that my pursuit was foolish, he was proud of me. You may think that's an odd way to put it, but that's my dad. Many years passed. I became a father myself. In the process of raising a son, I began to realise that understanding a child from a child's perspective and from a father's perspective are two very different things. Raising my son and making a plethora of my own mistakes along the way, I gained a greater understanding and respect for my dad. I could begin to see and understand the difficulties, the pain, the fear and the self-recriminations. As my son reaches his late teens and is entering early childhood, I finally understand my dad. He's an obstinate, stubborn, grumpy, cantankerous man whose heart is as big as the universe. He strives every day to be a good man and worthy of his role as a husband and a father, despite feeling that it's an impossible task. I know, like me, he regularly feels deep down like a failure, yet hopes upon hope that he isn't. Today, I want him and the whole world to know that he is a success. And now more than ever, that this man, filled with mistakes and faults, yet never stops trying the best he could, this man, my dad, is my hero. I love you, Dad. Thank you. I'll catch you next time.